It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. Well, I tell you what, folks, the father is here, but the son is still recuperating from his hip surgery. And by the way, I want to thank all of our listeners who were praying for him, and he's recovering nicely. And uh, and he'll be back on the complete story before you know it. Uh, God is good, isn't he? Um, I was just thinking, you know, at my age, going to celebrate a birthday in just a couple of weeks. It'll be number 89. That's getting pretty close to 90, you know. <laughs> so uh, it kind of makes a person do a lot of thinking. And one of the people that I remember in so much, and you will as well, is Bill and Gloria Gaither. And the last time I saw Bill Gaither, I saw he was getting a little older too. But this song, I think this song is really a good one to start the program off. Here it is. Down deep in my soul. People will remember that also in our audience. I know they will. 
Isn't it interesting that the lyrics of the song was about winging my way where? Where? On a trip? On a cruise? On a transcontinental flight? No, no, no. Winging my way back home. That's where people want to be, folks. That's where you end up. If you're lucky, is back home. Back home. Now, um, even way before the Gaithers, there was Stuart Hamlin, who was a very famous country music singer. Man, he was very, very popular. Some of you, most of you maybe wouldn't remember that, but I do. And then in the Billy Graham crusade in Los Angeles, um, many, many years ago, that was the first one, Stuart Hamlin became a Christian. And out of his thoughts of his childhood, and then as the years of his life progressed, he wrote a song, and then he told the story about how he happened to write this song. I remember my father used to really love to hear it whenever he could. It's Stuart Hamlin, and here it is, This Old House. Here it is. Some years back, when I was on a hunting trip way up in the high Sierra mountain range, I had a rather strange thing happen to me. It was a cold, and I do mean a cold day. I'd ridden my horse up over a big ridge and was letting him blow a bit, and I happened to look away off down in a wild, desolate-looking valley, and I could see an old log cabin. Well, I was about in the mood to freeload somebody off a cup of coffee, so I rode my horse down toward the place. But when I rode up, I was rather disappointed because it looked like there was nobody living there. I could see the front door had been blown down, kind of like it had been wrestling with a storm. In fact, it was a lonely-looking place. I was just about to ride on when I got a big surprise. An old hound dog came staggering out of that old cabin and just real wearily like lay down on the porch. Now, I know a dog will not long remain at a deserted place, but if his master is in that place, he'll stay there till he starves to death, and this dog looked like he wasn't far from doing that. Because that old dog was there and because there was no smoke coming out of that chimney, that place might have looked deserted, but I knew it wasn't. This dog was telling me a story. And I thought to myself, there's something wrong here. The thought hit me with a foreboding premonition. There was a man there somewhere. I swung down off my horse, walked up to the porch, and that old dog wearily got up and started slowly back into the house, same as to say, come on, I'll lead you to him. I stepped over the old door that was caved in. It was dark in the old house, and I, I couldn't see anybody about. I saw the old dog standing over by another door. I walked over and opened it, and I saw him, a little old man on a couch. As I walked up closer, I could see that he had snow on his chest. Snow that had sifted in through a broken window pane above him. I don't know how long the old man had been dead. He, he just looked like he was asleep. His old dog came up and 
began to whine. Now and then he'd look up to me with a pleading look, same as say, can't you do something to help him? Then I happened to notice shabby window curtains that would sway back and forth every time the wind came through that broken window. A man's not going to put up window curtains in a cabin that's at least 20 miles from the nearest road. A man won't do that. A woman had hung up those curtains. I began to wonder what had happened to her. I turned and walked back out into the yard and sat down on a fallen tree. I noticed there wasn't any snow on that tree. Perhaps a storm had recently visited the mountains and blown it over. As I looked around, I could see a, a little toy wagon way up under the porch. A wagon that only had three wheels. And I wondered, where were the children that once played with that broken wagon? I can't explain it, but I reached in my coat pocket and got a little paper sack out, and I thought I'd like to paint a word picture of that place. I began the lyrics with, this old house once knew my children, this old house once knew my wife. Well, you know the rest of the story. This old house was a song hit of seven different countries at the same time. But I don't think that anyone ever got the true meaning that I intended the song to convey. You see, I wrote it to be a sad song. And when I made the first recording, I did it that way. But then the recording industry said, oh, Stuart, you're all wrong. To be a hit, it's got to have a real bounce to it. Well, not long ago, I was up in our attic and happened to run across that first old tape recording that I'd made. Perhaps if you listen to it, you can get the true meaning that I wanted the song to have. You see, most people thought the song was just about a poor, lonely prospector and his half-dead dog that had cashed in their blue chips way up high in the Sierra Mountains during a wild storm. But that wasn't it at all. The song was about two houses. The house that's made of mud, brick, and wood, and stone that a man builds. And the other house, the mortal house. The house that the maker of men has loaned to the man for such a short, short time. Ain't I gonna need this house no longer? I'm getting ready to meet the this old house once knew my children. This old house once knew my wife. This old house was home and comfort as we fought the storms of life. This old house once rang with laughter. This old house heard many a shout. Now she trembles in the darkness when the lightning walks about. But ain't gonna need this house no longer. Ain't gonna need this house no more. Ain't got time to fix the shingles. Ain't got time to fix the floor. Ain't got time to oil the hinges or to mend the window pane. 
ain't gonna need this house no longer I'm getting ready to meet the saints This old house is getting shaky This old house, it's getting old This old house lets in the rain This old house lets in the cold On my knees I'm getting chilly But I feel no fear nor pain Cause I see an angel peeking Through a broken window pane But I ain't gonna need this house no longer Ain't gonna need this house no more Ain't got time to fix the shingles Ain't got time to fix the floor Ain't got time to oil the hinges Or to mend the window pane Ain't gonna need this house no longer I'm getting ready to meet the saints My old hound dog lies asleep He don't know I'm gonna leave Else he'd wake up by the fireplace He'd just sit there and howl and grieve But my hunting days are over We ain't going hunting anymore Gabriel done brought in my chariot When the wind blew down the door But I ain't gonna need this house no longer Ain't gonna need this old house no more Ain't got time to fix the shingles Ain't got time to fix the floor Ain't got time to oil the hinges Or to mend the window pane Ain't gonna need this house no longer I'm getting ready to meet the same You know, that reminds me of the Apostle Paul said to Timothy, Paul said, I have finished my course. He didn't say he won the battle. He didn't say he wound it all up. He said, I finished my course. Um, but then he said to Timothy, it's up to you now. It's up to you to continue the race and to make it happen. And I tell you what, folks, my wife asked me this morning, are we going to vote early or on the day? And I said, well, now give me the dates because one thing is sure, we are going to vote. Now, I tell you what, if you are a responsible adult and you're a member of your community and your state and the United States of America, you're a citizen, for goodness sakes, remember, in our form of government, it's we, the people, that are in charge. The wrong guy gets elected or the wrong party gets into power, it's our fault. Don't blame it on this one or that one or the other one. Did you vote? And if you voted, did you know really who you were voting for? And if you did all of those things right, were you, were you taking advantage of your freedom of speech to share the principles? 
that are involved in this very, very, very important election. When I came into the studio, there was a sign on the wall here. I want to read it for you. And it said, a lie doesn't become truth, wrong doesn't become right, and evil doesn't become good just because it's accepted by the majority. Isn't that powerful? Look at what we're contending with in our classrooms and in our society today and what's being taught in college about changing your gender and all of that sort of thing to little boys and girls. But let me tell you, they belong to you. They are your sons and daughters. They are your grandchildren. They are the children in your neighborhood and in your community. Honest to Pete can't America provide an environment where people can grow up healthy and be proud of who they are and everything else that's involved in this election. My suggestion is just don't vote for the, for the governor or the senator, that sort of thing. Go deeper than that also. And maybe check your pro-life organization nearby and see if they have a voting guide for who's going to be the judge, who's going to be the assemblyman, who's going to be on the school board. Check your local pro-life organization or some other that you can really depend on and get good advice so you can do a really, really good bang-up job. Now, uh, some years ago also, Jimmy Dean wrote a song and, and, uh, and recorded it. These hands, these hands. Remember I've said the two most important days in your lifetime. One is the day you were born, and the second one is the day you found out why. Isn't that interesting? How on earth could a person lumber through life and never know why they were born? What God had in mind to use them and to, to be productive and to leave something far more important than money, that's for sure. Listen to this song. These hands ain't the hands of a gentleman. These hands are calloused and old. These hands raised a family. These hands raised a home. Now these hands to praise the Lord These hands won the heart of my loved one And with hers they were never never alone So if these hands do their task then what more for these fingers have worked to the bone Now I'm tired and I'm old And I ain't got much gold Maybe things ain't been all that I planned But Lord above 
at these hard-working hands. Yes, I'm tired, and I'm old, and I ain't got much gold. Maybe things ain't better. Above him I bleed When it's time to judge me Take a look at these hard-working hands Take a look at these hard-working hands oh, I really love that song. I tell you what, now it's your turn to speak, folks. Uh, remember, when you call our listener comment line, 1-800-345-2621. Why, that, that really thrills us because they're typed into a transcript and also they're recorded. So uh, let's listen to the first one. Hi, my name is Sammy, and I'm calling from Mammoth Spring, Arkansas. I just love listening to you in my car. I started listening to you shortly before my dad died a little over a year ago. And I don't know how I would have done that and made it through that grief without listening to some of your programs. Pastor Greg Laurie, Dr. Robert Jeffers, Pastor Colin Smith, Ann Graham Lott, and Alistair Begg have all been very beneficial and comforting throughout this time. I've also shared your station with my husband and my children and it's really encouraging to hear my adopted kids quote Bible verses along with Pastor Robert Morris during his sermons. <laughs> and my husband has decided to become a youth pastor, and he also uh, is now a school board member in our local school. Thanks to Wall Builders and Tony Perkins on Washington Watch. Thank you so much for all of your years of service. May the Lord richly continue to bless you and yours for many years to come. I'm just so grateful. I love you guys. Uh, you know, that brings tears to my eyes right here in the studio to hear you say that because it's people like you to which, uh, to whom I should say, uh, Bot Radio Network was dedicated in the first place to reach out and be a channel of blessing, to be a channel of Christian news and information, and more important than anything, Bible teaching, faithful Bible teaching. Here's a gentleman. I travel all over the Midwest, and thank you very much just for being able to hear you at different areas, like this morning hearing you in Missouri coming down the I-44, and then now I'm heading on the US-54, heading for Temporia, Kansas. So just different areas. God bless you all. Uh, and thank you, sir. Uh, here's a lady. Hi, Dick and Rich. Hey, listen, this is Jackie from Ozark. Well, I really enjoy your program, Complete Story, and I also believe so much in Washington Watch. I just really enjoy both of those. Thanks for Bot Radio. I am so thankful. The Lord bless y'all. All right. You know, we need to have a big fellowship meeting sometime. I don't know how we could ever arrange that because we have these listening audience all the way from Texas up through Indiana. Uh, and then, of course, uh, I guess all over the nation through the technology that they have now. But wouldn't it be fun? be like a big picnic, wouldn't it? 
Here's a gentleman. Hi, this is Ken. I'm in uh, southeast Missouri. I'm a contractor. I drive a lot uh, on the road a lot, and I listen to you every day. And I just appreciate your programming, especially like, of course, uh, Adrian and uh, Jack Hibbs and Chuck and all the guys. Appreciate your work. Yeah. Uh, God bless you. Thank you. Amen. Yeah, thank you, sir. I tell you what, folks, I think this next song will, will be our last one. Listen to it and enjoy it with me. How sweet to hold our newborn baby and feel the pride and the joy that he gives. But greater still, the calm assurance we can face uncertain days, Hobie. We can face uncertain days because he lives. Sing it with us. And because he lives, I can face. the truth isn't that the truth well i gotta get out of here this is dick bot uh, and i'm missing my son 
Rich to be with me very, very soon uh, with this chapter of The Complete Story, and we'll see you later. <laughs>